Well, Nia, I'm here. Just like I promised. Impossible. Sentient life forms can't possibly escape from a multi-dimensional labyrinth. Don't underestimate us. We don't care about time or space or multi-dimensional whatevers. We don't give a damn about that. Force your way down a path you choose to take and do it all yourself. That's the way Team Daikuren rolls! <laughs> Welcome to Tuning Japanese, a podcast where three dudes tear holes throughout time and space to talk about anime. He's drunk on spiral power. It's Bill. It's true. I put away the sadness spiral power and I broke out the celebratory spiral power. (laughs) (laughs) And he doesn't care about time, space, or multidimensional whatevers. It's Andy. (laughs) No, I don't. And when it comes to spacey interruptions, I'm gonna do Vader. Talk I'm your man. Oh, I'm Josh. Hi, Josh. Hey. Hi, Bill. Hi. Hi, guys. Hey. We're here. Welcome to Tuning Japanese, and we are gonna talk about one of the most bizarre episodes. <laughs> slightly infuriating, slightly confusing, slightly emotional, slightly. I don't even know what slightly. this is. It's just, yeah. We're going to talk about the most slightly episode <laughs> of Gurren Lagann uh, that we could ever talk about. Because this week, it's our goodbye. It's episode 27 of Gurren Lagann. The lights in the sky are stars. Which would have made no sense to Bill, because we found out today that he didn't realize there was a post credit scene where they referenced that line. Nope. <laughs> uh, this is going to be fun. And then Nick Fury showed up. Yes, but before we get into all of that, um, we are going to, I think, forego a lot of our intro sort of like banter because because we are going to try to not only do the review 
which is my review of all things to end the, this this anime. Well, it was an odd numbered uh, series. Yeah, it was it was twenty seven episodes as opposed yeah. to standard twenty six. That's why I got confused starting it. It's like oh twenty six that's supposed to be the end. Right, but it wasn't. Not only that, but we are gonna kind of just since we're talking about the last episode, sum up and do our whole discussion instead of a separate episode. Just we're gonna talk about it right after, just fresh and raw, and talk about overall positives, negatives, you know, thoughts on the series. However, there is one thing I want to ask you guys. I promised you last week surprises. Do you want the surprises now, or do you want the surprises later? Ooh, Pocky! Yeah, I, I brought surprises. I brought Pocky. Yay, Pocky. Yeah, I, uh, I have a whole thing of Pocky, and we're just going to be munching on Pocky. Uh, Bill is going to fillet Pocky, apparently, the way that he eats it, um, which is really disturbing. Poor You're Pocky. there, he's flossing. Um, <laughs> so, if you want to... Share with the class, sure. Sure. Well, you guys endured... Don't put the Pocky in your ear. You guys endured this season a pretty crazy anime. It was at my behest, and I love this show, and I know you guys didn't quite enjoy it, but I did get you guys something as a congratulations, you survived one of Josh's favorite animes ever. Why is it vibrating? You'll see. Oh, my. Thank you. You're yeah, welcome. I appreciate you have to do that. Yeah, I appreciate we are the, that. We are the podcast of the most gift-giving. We are. We are, like, we are the kindest people. You know, it's not, it's yeah, not, not like those, well, it's not like those podcasts where, like, you know that they're just together for the money. Uh, <laughs> they really hate each other when the when the microphones go off. Like the McElroys? Oh, yeah, they all hate each other. Like, they're not, I don't even think they're brothers. Um, but... Bad agency. <laughs> they're just assholes with the same last name. They're yeah. like a boy band that they just, like, put together. They're like the Menudo of podcasters. Come after us, McElroys. You won't ever hear it. That's really, uh, that's really mean to say, because Menudo's terrible. <laughs> the, the soup is terrible. Soupcast 2.0. No, but Josh, thank you. This is very nice. Um, mm-hmm. Bill, do you want to open yours first? Do you want me to open mine first? Uh, whatever Josh says, however it works better. You can go first, Bill. Okay. He knows what's in there, we don't, so I figured... That, no, that's fair. That's fair. Funko Pop! Whoa! Nice! Thank you, that's awesome. Want to share a, with the class? Oh, it that is, is cool. It is a Funko Pop. It's even an oversized one, isn't it? No. No? It's a special edition. It just feels like it's big. Yeah. But yeah, it's a Funko Pop swamp thing that glows in the dark. Oh, that is so cool. I love the the design on that. There's a lot of actually a lot of intricacy on that. Oh yes, that is awesome. I love Swamp Thing. I love going the dark things. <laughs> and I always have the Funko Pops that are like the parts of me why well, I love Swamp. Like I said, Swamp Thing is definitely mm-hmm. part of that zeitgeist in my head. So mm-hmm. very cool. Very, Thank very you. Cool. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right, All right, right go, go ahead, Andy. Here I go. Here I go. Here I go. It's Sailor V. Oh my God! It's a Sailor V pop. Thank you. That'll go with my Sailor V action uh, mm-hmm. fig arts that I have. Mm-hmm. That'll go really show. well. Why don't Thank you, show, you. Why don't you show Bill? Okay, Bill. Here you go. Nice. That's awesome. It's it's the it's not Sailor Venus, but the Sailor V figure with the really large glasses. Yeah. Which is super super badass. The only thing that I would have wanted, uh, like if I were making this myself would be an Artemis to go with it. Yeah, but Artemis but, comes with Venus. Yeah, that's... Oh, that's true. That so, true. But it is super cool. And it's an exclusive, so thank you so much. Very, yes, very cool. I got you. Not just any Funko Pops, but exclusives. That's awesome. Yeah, she got her is. arm out and everything. That is so neat. And a pose. Yep. And now we can finally have Sailor V and Swamp Thing make out. 
I've always wanted that. That is really like cool looking. It is. Um, but thank you, Josh. You're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome, guys. You know, it just came down to I'm like, man, you guys suffered. <laughs> you guys fought. You guys started to like, and then probably ended up hating again. Karamagon. Oh, don't worry. We'll so... get there today. We'll get there today when we get to our review. Um, but I, I, I felt it was um, a, a fitting send off. And probably one of the only times I'll ever get you guys again for completing one of my series. I, I appreciate that. I mean, generally, you didn't have to do that, but yeah. it's a very nice gesture. I appreciate the gift. Thank You're very you. welcome, guys. You're very yes, welcome. thank you. Um, Bill, I'm sure we don't have a lot of time to talk, and maybe we'll make it a bonus episode or something along the lines later, but I, I, I do think you probably should mention, because of our show and just how often we reference this individual... Uh, there was a passing in the world of yeah, pop culture, yeah. geekdom, and wrestling in particular. Absolutely, there was. Leon White, Big Van Vader, he passed away, I believe it was age 64, top of my head. Something like that, yes. Um, too young, certainly. Mm-hmm. Big man, cardiac problems, and they said it was a pneumonia also. So, oh. yeah. so you might recognize the name Vader uh, from our <laughs> earlier episodes, and even just... Still, every once in a while, the idea of Bill harming one of us, with, uh, at least threatening us with Vader time. Um, you know, harming just, us? Well, harming He's you. He's never uh, unleashed <laughs> Vader time upon you. No, that's fair. Although I'm pretty sure I would legitimately hit you with a Vader bomb at some point. No, I'm pretty sure you have too. If you you know want to just Google Vader and you can you know get past Darth Vader, maybe Vader Wrestling or Vader WCW. Or if you Vader really want to see something great and short, Google... Vader versus Ken Shamrock at the 95 in your house, I think it was. Yeah, I think you're right. Maybe 96. Um, yeah, it was Ken Shamrock. I think Shamrock. it was 96 because I don't think he debuted until 96. It was Ken Shamrock's debut. And he hadn't quite figured out how to be a wrestler and not a MMA fighter. And kept hitting kept Vader right, him? right. Not even stiffing him, but hitting him square in the nose instead of in the cheek. Mm-hmm. And actually broke Vader's knows oh jesus i never heard that and you actually see vader kind of pushing him a bit and like you you can kind of tell they're talking like he's going hey you're hitting me in the face not the cheek stop and he hits him a few more times and you see vader just blast him just end him gave him a receipt oh big time yeah uh, unfortunately uh, anyone who's a wrestling fan um probably already knows this but Big thing for us because he's brought up a lot on the show. So absolutely, yeah. So, rest in peace, big man. Yes. Hopefully things are better for you wherever you are now. We are. I don't think. I don't think there's anything else to talk about. I mean, there's things we could discuss, but we we just get into the episode. Yeah, we're let's not gonna talk. It. Let's not talk about the hamster. Yeah, let's get. We'll to save it. the the hamster for a different time. Okay. Um, so we open. This <sighs> is the story. No wait. No, never mind. No. We don't get that this time around. Instead, we get no. a swirling. Anti-Spiral Man talking about the baffling actions of Nia. Story is over. Yeah. We've talked last time about how I, much I hate the Spiral Man. The way he's animated, the way, the way he looks. But we do get a recap of Nia's creation with television screens and the Anti-Spiral. And uh, once again, we see her start to be deleted. Delete. Matt Hardy. Delete. Yeah. Uh, Bill, was that wonderful? No. No, it's not wonderful. No. That was a bonus episode we did. You can check that on our oh, Patreon. Yeah, Patreon.com <laughs> slash Japanese. Um, I can't say it, so I, I have to try to get you to say it. <laughs> Here's a quote, Josh. Oh! It's right up your alley. Okay. No matter how deeply you probe my body, you'll never understand. It's turned into one of those animes. Oh, dear God. 
I didn't realize there were tentacles involved. Yeah. Last well, episode, t- pot twist. Yeah. All of a sudden, we it's La Blue Girl. Um, so, Simone is um, teleported in, and we are ready for the final battle, folks. Yes! Uh, it's... At first, I'm thinking, okay, this is going to be really good. Stay tuned. <laughs> we'll get there. So uh, Andrew's starting at about an 8, 9. Yeah, I probably, I'm probably starting about an 8 or an, I'd say 8.5, like, like of, think, a, of a level of excitement I think that's point. a fair statement. Because, I mean, as we talked about, the last episode, there were a few problems, but overall... I left that episode very excited, right? Very happy, very very much ready, ready to see ready this, for this final fight. For this final fight, yeah. So I'm about yeah. at eight point five. Nia gets released, loses her clothing, a little past half mast. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Andy. Yeah. Andy, guess what? There's a penny on the track. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so she loses her clothes because that's mm-hmm. what you do. And uh, I do like how Simone sweeps her up in his cape. Like that's a cool image. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very gallant. Very gallant. And then she rides. She rides. Pony. She rides the D, but we'll get there. Um, <laughs> she, she reverse cowgirls. We're not there yet because Gurlog on fire is a number of drills, and he, inside of each of them is a member of Team Tiger. And like, yeah, the legs are inside the drill. The top half are just standing there. So like, it kind of reminds me of the scene with the Spiral King where mm-hmm. he had all those like concubines, and all of a sudden he's like, "Nope, need your drill energy." Just turns <laughs> them all into drills. It's the inverse of that. But this is the opposite. It's a really odd visual. It is. Well, you know, they were kind of following Simone and Gurren at the end of the last episode, so you know, it took them a second to catch up. <sighs> so the anti-Spiral gets surprised by all this because who wouldn't? Yeah, because. The fuck? So Pretty he, much what his reaction was, well, it's a little bit more wordy than that. Well, yeah, he basically says, like, how did you break out of the multidimensional labyrinth? And Simone just basically says, who cares about science? We just, we're here to kick some ass. Gurren log on a bridge would just be, the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, with his question, though, of uh, the uh, labyrinth, though, I immediately just went, David Bowie? If David Bowie and his amazing codpiece was, like, like in this... I would be a very, mu- very much more happy man at this last episode. Uh, but hey, Grin Logon transforms a bit. A bit? Well, I mean, I guess a lot. <laughs> I wrote a bit in my notes. I don't know why. I was just underplaying. Okay, <laughs> that's an no, no, understatement, no, 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 no. my friend. Given everything in this episode, this is probably the most tame moment of the entire thing. I don't know. The last, the last quarter, not the last quarter. No. The last no. five, seven minutes. No. The credits. At, at, the credits I'll maybe give you. So during this transformation, we cut out to different expanding views of space for some reason. And then there's just a giant massive eruption in space. And each of the team is now controlling some part of the new Gurren Lagan, which is called Tengentapa Gurren Lagan, which, if I'm not wrong, is the title of the anime. Yes. Yes. Tengentapa Gurren Lagan, which I did translate back at the beginning of this, of this season... A thousand years ago. So, just to remind you, it translates to Pierce the Heavens, Gurren Lagann. Tengen Tapa. So, I'm hoping this is the ultimate form at this point, right? Like, you can't get any more than this, right? Like, there's nowhere to go after this. It is the last episode, so yeah. I think He's standing sense. on top of a galaxy. And has a flaming corona of green energy. He, as a, as oh, shit, this is Super Saiyan part. Yes. <sighs> title card. So we get the showdown. Title card. Yes. <laughs> showdown for the title. <laughs> not, not, no, not quite. Stinton. <sighs> uh, 
Is that Law and Order? Oh, no, that is the... the, the okay. Uh, no, like Law and Order is... Dun, 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 dun. Um, <laughs> Come on. So as the anti-spiral man starts talking, it is interesting to note that Nia is, as you mentioned just a minute ago, piloting in Simone's lap. And she's got her own set of hand, uh, controllers. Oh, yeah. Right next it's, to it's called, it's called Simone's dick no, and no, Simone's No, not between balls. her legs. No, no, but... Um, it definitely would have been that much more suggestive than the one time that he uh, had the giant boner drill. And <laughs> it reminds me of... In, se- se- in the first arc. Gotta it sit re- somewhere. That's true. And it reminds me of Excel Saga. Uh-huh. Sticking balls. Um, <laughs> it's rather visually appealing. It is. So, the anti-spiral make their own mech, because you know, you gotta have mech on mech love. Yeah, it was yeah and his justification is fine. You want to go this way? Let's go this way. And he wants to cause the, despair. The Spiral King's like, this is their way. They do the thing to upset you. Something yeah. like that. Something like that. And then uh, I think it's I think it's Leron that's like... No, it's either Leron or Lord Genome that gives the little info dump of like, yes, they want to... He creates this because he wants to create ultimate despair. And I'm like, whatever. Just, just fucking get on with it. And oh my god, Lord oh. Genome has a body again. Yeah. And he explains that bullshit away, like, oh, we're just in an ultimate pocket dimension anyway, so I can just make whatever shit happen. That, like, that is real. So, so he doesn't bother so, uh, making pants? Well, you know. Simone says that he's honored to have Genome fight with him. And then Buddha is a pig mole again. All right, whatever. I don't even know what fu- what's fucking he, going on. This he ran point. out of spiral energy. He's back to Buddha mode. He's no longer a real boy. Uh, <laughs> they're just like in some like dream space alternate dimension anyway, right? Yeah. They're we just, can hand wave the, anything we want They're just at this thinking point. shit in this existence. None of this is actually happening. This is like the end of, uh, the end of the first half of It, where like Bill and, and. Are you oh, talking about the new the one? Book? No, you're talking about the book specifically. With or without the like child orgy? Without. Okay. Well, the book, Be- is, the book the, has it, but before that. Before okay. the child orgy. When Bill has, like, the whole... Uh, Metaphysical battle. The ritual of Chud. Yes. Where he, like, willpowers his... That he was taught by a giant space turtle. This wasn't in the original movie, was it? Was the no. Book. Okay, because I didn't read the book. I watched um, both movies, but... And they, uh... He, like, does this, bat- this ritual of Chud so he can, like, willpower against... It. It's, a, it's a contest of wills, essentially. Huh. That's basically all this is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Without the giant space turtle, it's God. Huh. Or, biting t- or, or biting tongues. Yeah. I do have to say that I like how Lord Genome essentially has this moment with Nia where he says he doesn't have the right to act like a father to her. He, he praises her, and then she calls him father. I thought that was a nice touch. Aww. She's like, it's cool. Just because he was your father doesn't mean he ain't your daddy. Aww. We also get a brief... did there. We also get a brief moment between Genome and Viral, and then the fight begins. And oh, what a fight it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 guess what, guess what? Hold on, hold on a second, that train, that train, it's getting closer to the penny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so both mechs run a ridiculous amount to get to each other. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, well, they, okay, they, they were literally next to each other a minute ago. A- Andy, Andy, they have to walk the span of a galaxy to get to each other. Brain space. Stupid. Fucking stupid is what it is. So, they start throwing punches and kicks. And there's nothing really to note here at the moment, aside from when Gurren Lagan literally tips over a galaxy as part of their fight. Well, they get knocked into it. 
And so... Uh, and well, I'm not going to explain this. Because was that I when just, the other galaxies got thrown into that galaxy? Well, not there yet. Not yet. <laughs> Almost. So, you explained it last episode a little. Like, okay, okay, this is like this alternate space thing. But in this alternate space thing, there are galaxies. There are planets. People are existing in these things in some shape or form, right? I, I'm it's, not entirely sure It's of hard that. to say. It is something that the Andy Spirals created. This is a deep dive. Bring it. This anime is almost over. But why not? It exalted the fair folk. Okay. They talk the tabletop about, RPG. Yes. They talk about the contest of wills, battles that the fair folk have with each other. Where out in the chaos, they just sort of create things back and forth at each other. You know, that galaxy doesn't have to be a real galaxy. It's just a galaxy-shaped thing. People are imagining galaxies because they're in space. And they just reach over and grab that galaxy-shaped thing and throw Early it at each adventure. other. I, I think maybe that's what this is. Like, it's this weird abstraction of what space is supposed to be and how a fight could go and then going over the top with it. And that that's not literally a cluster of stars and planets revolving around growing life. Like, is it a literal meta fight? Kind of. In a meta night? But the problem here is that at one point, their homeworld exists in like on top of their head, and they break it, and they see it, and they zoom in, and there's all the anti-spirals. So, like, what? I don't, I don't get it. We're saving the universe? It could just be a really high-res picture of their homeworld. No, I mean, they were like, this is their homeworld, and they're like, all right, cool, let's fuck it up. I... So they have just declared genocide. See, I don't understand why they didn't just then focus fire on that home war. I don't know. It's all confused. So anyway, Yoko steps up, <laughs> forming a massive rifle for Gurren Lagann, which is cool but ineffectual. Yeah, but we're actually... But this is something that, that I like about this this fight scene, or at least some of these moments in the fight scene, is actually everyone is contributing at different times. Like, Yoko produces her rifle and, you know, pop, pop, pop reveals the, the ship. Ottenborough, Gimme, and Dari start firing everything at them. Mm -hmm. Doesn't do a whole lot, but they're firing. I mean, so they're getting involved in it. We've got Viral popping out swords. I mean, it's it's like, hey, cool. These people are doing stuff. Again, they're kind of manifesting their personalities and their willpowers. Yeah. We do also find some interesting background at this point. We learned that the anti-spirals were once a spiral race? Apparently. Leron did point that out in a uh, few episodes back that they were anti-spiral races and then they rebelled because of the whole spiral nemesis thing that they was he was vague on about because he wasn't sure what it was. At right, the time, but. And, and we learned that when they the anti-spirals, I'm sorry, they they were spiral a spiral race and they got rid of that spiral energy on purpose. Right, because they found out that apparently spiral energy would end the world, everything. So it, they, yeah, all of reality, not just the world. Everything. So then they start just. So then they start they destroying the other spiral races, which is like shitty. Either destroying them or at least limiting it. They were trying to. Well, they uh, said they like straight up like killed certain. They they destroyed the uh, spiral. Those with spiral power within their race. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They and basically they... stripped themselves clean of it and then shut down all the other spiral races. And then whenever anyone got to the level that everyone else was. They shut them down, but they didn't say that they w- were wiping out the entire universe. They were trying to... They were culling. Yeah. They were being Thanos. Better than cucking. So... So... With the cucking and the culling. <laughs> but... <laughs> the, but 
then it gets really fucking weird because then they just start fucking throwing galaxies as ninja stars. Right, yeah. Ah, I have so many problems with Anyway, I know, I know. Doesn't mean that I have to like it. Representations of galaxies. Ah, Jesus Christ. Andrew, this is the time where you just decide to let go of everything. You just decide to to enjoy. I can't enjoy it, The train wreck. Guess, Guess what? Guess what? The train just hit the penny. The only way for me to handle this yeah, is to, again, I don't think they're literally throwing a galaxy at each other. They're pulling galaxy decorations off the wall and throwing them at each other like ninja stars. But that's dumb. It is. That's so But it's dumb. possible. I just, and so, we also learn that all the actual anti-spiral people are locked away in some sort of stasis on the planet, too. Like yeah, they all shut themselves out. down, apparently, and laid in perfect rows. <sighs> Have you ever seen those those illustrations of like the old like the old illustrations of like slave ships? Oh like, god! Like like it, like it like really reminded me of that because like when shoulder to shoulder we, we talk about like a trans the transatlantic flip. slave trade and yeah. you look at like the the diagrams and things where they show where like how they, they would pack them in like how they would pack them for maximum yeah and that and I don't know if there is meant to be some sort of connection or comparison there in some way. But like you know, like this idea of enslaving. But it's, I just thought it was a geometric pattern. Maybe that uh, makes because, more sense. Because to me, when you're pulled back away from it, it kind of looks like a houndstooth pattern. Yeah, that makes more sense. And I just thought that's kind of what they were doing. Was but that's where my mind went. It was weird. And I'm going to assume that they've poured their entire consciousness into one being, which is that one Andy Spiral, uh, awfully animated yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> agreed. I I said this earlier. Early, early on, and Andrew didn't get it because he hadn't finished the show yet. Mm-hmm. To me, the Beastmen are the Terrans in StarCraft. They rely on technology. They rely on a hierarchy. They rely on uh, conventional weapons and machinery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have the humans are analogous to the Zerg. They have this power that lets them combine and create... Hmm. And, um, rush over, well, no, <laughs> combine, create, change, grow, assimilate because of this magical energy they have that mm-hmm. is, you know, Zerg DNA, the spiral power. Okay. So to me, that makes the anti-spirals, the Protoss, the they're this highly structured, almost hive mind psychic race mm-hmm. from outside of conventional reality who have come to go, Hey, those things, like, breeding everywhere and going crazy, let's fucking not have that happen. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it makes that, perfect sense. That's a pretty good analogy, and I am not going to argue or dispute it. Because at this point, my brain is shut down, and I'm just going pretty colors. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Pretty colors. So, the anti-spiral mech talks some shit as he kind of rapid-fire slashes and then plays pinball with Gurnlaga on the scene, which is just weird. Just pinballing back and forth, like, between galaxies and shit. One of the team talks about how they won't be able to protect Earth. I can't remember who says that, but what about all those other... uh, Again, I know, representation, but like, it's just all those galaxies that could potentially have some sort of life, and they're just throwing mechs through them like the Spanish announce table at WWE pay-per-views. Right. Isn't that what the German announce table's for now? Now it is, yeah. If if they're really galaxies, then yes, that's terrible. <sighs> so but then again... They're evil galaxies. You don't know their life. I mean, it's still pretty 
Far flung, apparently. I guess. Uh, so the Earth appears. Yes, to cheer him on, right? Uh, but but why? Perceptual teleportator. Teleportator. Normal. <laughs> but why? Because somebody was probably thinking thought, about it. Yeah, thought dimension. Uh, They're all thinking of their home, and their home is thinking of them. And fucking hell. And thought dimension opened the wormhole. Uh, the Earth appears. We get mumbo jumbo that doesn't really explain why, but whatever. And the anti spiral reaches. For the Earth. And then we get a break card. Ooh. That makes sense. Welcome to the break card. It's Andy, and you are listening to the finale of Season 3 of Tuning Japanese. Yes, Season 3 is just about done. We just got to finish reviewing this episode after the break card here. We'll do our final discussion, and then we're moving on to Season 4. More on that in just a little bit. One thing I want to note real quick, you may notice a dip in the audio quality just a tiny bit after our review segment. We actually recorded it on two different days, and our studio underwent a few sudden changes as far as the layout was concerned, so the sound recorded a little bit differently. We're going to work on that for future episodes, just a heads up. Season 4 is just about here, which means that if you listen all the way to the end, you will find out what anime we're reviewing for Season 4. We're back around to my pick, so I am super, super excited for what's to come. Check it out. We actually are going to drop the first episode of Season 4 next week, so be on the lookout for that as well. If you want to support the show, obviously you can do so by leaving a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can tell a friend, or if you want to help monetarily, you can head over to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese. We do have a new patron to thank on today's break card, and that would be Ryan James. Thank you so much for your donation of a dollar a month. That's going to go a long way to help us out and to cover the bills. You would think that one dollar a month wasn't that much, but that single dollar goes a long way, I promise you. For just one dollar, you can enjoy bonus episodes, of which I think we're up to 22 or 23 currently on the feed, and you get behind-the-scenes updates as well. Speaking of patrons, Superfan Matt, I can't remember if I mentioned this before, actually upped his pledge to $15 a month. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I can't wait to have you back on for another episode in the near future. If you're looking for other podcasts or other things to do, head over to the Questionable Endeavor Network at questendnetwork.com. You can find podcasts, you can find streams, you can find articles, all kinds of stuff. Join our Discord, join the conversation. One thing that I'll mention that I haven't mentioned in a while is... If you want to follow my Twitch at twitch.tv slash lemonnerdboy, I'm going to be playing off and on throughout the summer months. And if you like the stream and want to help a good cause, you can actually donate to the eSports Club that I've talked about in past segments on this show. Today I was playing Kingsway, and I had an individual pop in and actually donate $100, which is absolutely fantastic. So if you want to join in and donate and just enjoy a fun stream... Check out twitch.tv slash lemonnerdboy and turn on that notification and don't want to go live. We've got a quick commercial and then we're back to our review, our finale of season three and our big reveal of what is to come in season four. Do you like scary stories? If so, then listen to the Shadowvane podcast where you'll find original radio drama series and classic tales of terror brought to life with fantastic voice acting and eerie music and sound effects. For more information on our first full series, Progenics Labs, 
or our current story, 1692 The Risen, visit shadowbane.net or listen to us on the Questionable Endeavor Network. Listen in the dark, if you dare. back from the break card and guys did you notice they didn't fight the power no yeah they got row 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 fight the power it was just the original break card ah so we get more of this fight to save earth now mm-hmm. the other black siblings are they the black siblings yeah on yeah. Earth? yeah I, I don't care the other black siblings on earth freak out about how their shadows of... you can see giant robots in space yes <laughs> oh my god what the that's I think that's right quote. The brownies are kicking in. Hey, by the way, we see Rasu, who we've forgotten about apparently in the last like six episodes, who is finally just kinda like, what the fuck is going on? Oh my god, the shrooms I ate are kicking in. That's what doing drugs tonight. They... I really did drugs. Oh my god. So we here at Tuny Japanese do not endorse the use of illegal drugs. Yes, we do! No, we don't! Yeah, we yeah. use prescription drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my favorite kinds! God damn it. So they want... Skippy, that hydrocodus... Ah! Go back to AA. Uh, so, they watch... <laughs> That's for alcohol! Whatever. That's for cars. St- what? a Automotive. Stop that. <laughs> oh, yeah, so this week's episode of uh, Gurren Lagann of Tuning Japanese is brought to you by... No sponsorships! Ah, that's true. So they watch Gurren Lagann pull... What a big bad toy store. The, the anti-spiral That's for daddy. With a massive lasso. And they, they're using dimensional anchors! Because that's probably that guy's thing, is lassos. We don't know, we never met him. So I wrote down an attack name... But I don't remember this moment. Can someone help me? Was it I have the best wife in the universe, universe attack? Swing? Yes. Yeah, because yeah. Dayaka did it. Oh, Dayaka yeah, did while, it. Yeah. Uh, while blonde black sibling Kyo. watched. Huh. Her and the baby are watching, and that's what And she's did. all like, oh, I'm embarrassed because my husband loves me. I don't remember With that. With an but attack. But I just remember writing it down. We get more fighting, more jawing, and... Uh, I do like how the fight is seen by all of Earth. Not just even the beastmen, but the animals, too. There's one of those grape hippos. Grape Slime Hippos, Andrew's... You know what? That's going to be the name of Andrew's uh, punk rock band. Grape, Grape Slime, Slime Hippo. Hippo. Hell yeah. It's my alternative <laughs> new wave folk, folk rock folk band. band. One man band. Oh, yes. I'm going to one man band. Anyway. It's not got... a rubber band. <laughs> and Ow. I'll... Anywho, all I can think about is just stop throwing pieces of creation around, you motherfuckers. <sighs> it's a mother creation. Uh... But this time he combines two galaxies together into an energy dragon ball. Hey, the creation of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, it's okay. No, he calls it Infinite Big Bang Storm. No, no. That's a lot of big words. No, he just Hadoukens the universe at him. Oh, fucking hell. And how the hell is Gurren Lagann living through an attack that is the power of a Big Bang? This show makes no sense. Barely. It was just an infinite Big Bang, a storm, a, a storm of them. <sighs> Well, you're trying to explain this more than I can. I'm just at this point like, no, ooh, I'm not. ooh, the backblast has galaxies shooting out of it. No, I'm just making him roll his eyes. God <laughs> fucking damn it. Rossiu says it'll take more than that to finish off Team Diger. And, and everyone's like, no, it's not. This is killing us. But by the way, yeah. the theme song. Yep. The tables have turned. Uh-oh. <laughs> the worm has turned, my uh, friends. Lord Genome says to leave this to him. 
Because all of a sudden he apparently materializes his big fucking mech out of Gurlaga and <gasps> like crawls out of him. Yeah. Here comes lasagna. <laughs> it's Monday! <laughs> it's Monday. Uh, lasagna overload, normal, man. I've, normal is the worst. I have been there. Kick Odie off the table, slam! Abu Dhabi attack. So... <laughs> you take 30 bucks to Fazoli's, man. You have lasagna overload, too. <laughs> so he... And then you got the infinite big bang store coming at your butt. Fucking hell. <laughs> Eat lasagna and Hadouk in the universe. I don't know how much power I have to get through this. Uh, so You've he, got this, dude. He takes on the whole brunt of the attack, protecting Gurren Lagann. That's okay. He's, he's, he's hugging cool. the Big Bang. He's hugging the Big Bang. <sighs> he gladly sacrifices himself. He goes pencil line. And then he becomes a drill... Yeah, he's a giant Giga Drill with his little head sticking out of the void. He re- he had the power to reverse pencil line. But he's pointed the wrong way, so... No, no, then Josh, then Gurren Lagann eats the drill. <laughs> with his belly mouth. W-T-F. Am I watching? I think I can actually hear the brain cells dying in Andrew's head. That, that was another 30 right there. Yeah, that... He's going to wake up with an actual hangover on this, this is, one. This is damaging him. I know. They throw drill punches? After drill... I mean... You got to pad this the point, episode. Drill punches, sure. Simone talks about how they've evolved each minute more and more, and that's how a drill works or something. A really slow drill. I don't think that's how a drill works. Our drills are supposed to be fast. To, like, make the hole quickly. You see, children, when you're making love to a woman, um... The <sighs> fuck? God damn it. You, you the t- chef. What do you, what do you know about making love to a woman? Well, that's true, not much. Not Josh much. has got you right there. No, right? not much. You're fair. That's fair. Not I mean, a whole lot. you like boobs, but that's about it. Only if I've been drinking. Yeah. So, the anti-spiral says that spiral energy has limitations. And then Team Digurin threw a rebuttal about how the anti-spiral... Are the ones who are limited. How did you feel about Meatloaf and Fight Club? <laughs> Bitch tits! With his giant titties. No comment. So! <laughs> I want to cry longingly into them. <sighs> I will do anything. Damn it. I'm going to get sued if I sing the rest. You know, sued if you sing anything. I do like Simone's speech, however, about how that those that are dead and those that will inherit the earth that whole bit. Like, I All like inter- that. Interwine into a spiral. Yeah, yeah, which he did that before, too, with the, like, all the sorrow of all those that came before. No, I guess and, you're right. So, I mean, it's kind of his shtick. And I, it, I get it, though. It, 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 it has those emotions. It's a bright moment. I, I, got a feel, I got a feeling this is probably one of your favorite things about Simone, especially adult Simone, is his speechifying abilities. Yes. Because he pulls so much from Kamina, and Kamina is still my favorite character. So he, He's like CM Punk, doing an amazing work shoot <laughs> every day. Except uh, he's probably better at MMA. So, ah! Yachi, machi. Damn! So Deep cut! Gurren Lagann gets snared. Yeah. So he just ejects out of the Big Mech. Yeah. He, and that one gets snared. The Big Mech vomits him up. He go, goes, he goes from Tengentapa uh, to You're Super, not name Super Galaxy, oh, Gurren Lagann. He's going to name them. He is. And that one gets snared, and then he's the original Gurren Lagann, right? Well, no, 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 no. There's still, there's still one the more. That's the arc... Ark Gurren Lagan. Fucking Christ. And then regular Gurren Lagan. The, yep. the Russian doll in this shit. Yeah. I actually like the visual, I though, of it, of the skewered mechs leading up to the, the spark. Uh, vomiting out each, yeah. each smaller robot. You sound like you like it, but. Well, of course you like it, Bill. It's, this is totally up your alley. This is definitely kind of a neat mecha thing. Like, I am. It's not his bad. modular mech thing that he loves. Uh, yeah, no, this is. 
This is one of the bright moments for me. But I, it makes like, no sense. It's because they're going back to the beginning. Uh, I okay. Full circle. Okay. Because what what we said this I said this during the episode. I don't know if you caught me. What was the attack that Simone uh, took him out with? You're right. He goes back to the original attack, but mm-hmm. from a metaphorical standpoint, I can appreciate it. And if, again, they are in thought space. Metaphors is the only thing that matters. Ah, oh, Jesus. Plus, <sighs> you're getting the bigger mech, and it's going forward into the smaller, smaller, smaller to the business end, like a drill. Okay. It's either well, well crafted metaphor, or it's it's luck, and I'm happenstance. <laughs> no, I mean if that is what it is, it's good then. Yeah, like, it, that's a, that's a, it's it a was good on purpose. Moment. It's a very nice metaphor. And Viral ejects Logon. Yep, because Logon's a small one, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Thank you. So he goes barreling in and hits him with a Logon impact. Sorry, yeah, Logon impact and uh, massive explosion. Things turn to white. The anti spiral says that he. Did he hit him in the homeworld? No, he hit him in the... I, I don't know. Ow, right in the homeworld. <laughs> that's hard to say. Uh, the anti-spiral says that if it has to be this way, they have to promise that they'll protect the universe at all cost. And, Which and, is a weird, like, moment. And Simone does say the human race is not that stupid. Mind you, this series was created about ten years before the election of Donald Trump as president of the United States. I just want to preface that. It was a much more hopeful era. <sighs> well, that's how we got where we got in the first place in the anime. Uh, but we get explosions. I think probably the biggest explosions we've seen in this anime yet. Well, yeah, because we're destroying an entire universe. <sighs> an entire reality. Grand Zeno be praised. Oh, cuts to the aftermath. Let's get, let's get away from that. Aftermath, the people of Earth rejoice. They're Yay. saved. Hooray. Huzzah! Except for those other worlds. Yay, all those other people are dead. Uh, apparently, Simone gets lost. We lo- saved the universe by genociding another universe. Simone gets lost in the anti-spiral dimension. That's what I wrote in my notes. <laughs> Did I blank out? Yeah, dude, what the fuck, man? Everyone showed up home. No, well, like, briefly. It must have been a brief oh, moment. Oh, it was, oh, they're like, hey, where's Simon? I don't know. Oh, yes. there he is. Yes. The coming home it's story. literally what happens it's, there. It's Odysseus coming home after the big battle. The other planets are sending messages somehow to Rossiu. Sending happy thoughts. Yeah, Simone didn't stop to fuck a goddess, you know. And then go, oh, yeah, my wife. Uh, still being hunted by suitors yeah. for 20 years. Yeah, whoops. <sighs> Sorry about my penis. They oh. return to Earth, and Nia and old Coco are reunited. <gasps> oh, 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 oh! Yes. Old Coco speaks, and we find out his voice actor was Sam Rigel. Yeah, I think he did catering for uh, <laughs> for for it, because he's had one line. Like, bring in the caterer. Just yeah. tell him to read this hey, line. Welcome back, Mistress Nia. That's it. That's so, it. That's all we get. Yay! And apparently... He- and apparently he made a wedding dress for her, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Did he make it out of the big flag? Probably. We don't need the flag anymore. Whatever. That would be pretty awesome, actually. So she and Simone get married. Wait, is Yoko wearing a suit? Yep. Yeah, I, I think that's actually really cool. That... Yeah, it's pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Everyone's happy except for Yoko because she starts to notice that he is disappearing. But they go through with it. They They kiss. The whole thing happens. And apparently since she's connected to the anti-spiral, she was bound to leave... From the beginning, convenient that she was able to last all the way until the wedding was done. She had anti-spiral cancer. Okay. I... Oh, you can make those comments. I can. And that's sad. I was going to say, that is... And her what... dad's dead. That... Oh, oh my God. Shit. Is yeah, your character go... you can relate to the most? Apparently. Oh. I was just going to say, I mean, it. 
her holding on until the wedding. Revenge of the Sith levels of she lost the will to live. Yeah. Bullshit. Yep. But I will I forgive it because I don't it's, think it's I don't think it's a she lost the will to live so much they, as she No they literally say it though. No, she, the droids are the one that they say it even. No, I don't I didn't see that. I don't fucking care. I'm talking about me. <laughs> Okay. I don't think she lost the will to live. It's more like when somebody's like really old and they're dying and like they wait till that like their kid shows up to say goodbye and then they die. Like mm-hmm. okay, oh, yeah. now okay. it's okay to let go. Okay. I, that's more what I took it as. It's like in season two of The Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. Where there's there's a couple. It's not really spoiling anything. Like there's these well, two characters. I've never I'm seen it. Up, so. There's these two characters who. They, they're, oh, one is dying and they, the, they have, the they have a, yeah, they finally have a moment where like these two women get married. And yeah, it's they like bittersweet and then right. she dies the next day. Yeah, because she's dying like right then. So. Yeah. Okay. So, so give me once Simone all of a sudden to bring everyone back, including Nia, because he has the power of the spiral. And Yoko says he can't. He's not God. Yeah. Just he, has godlike powers. Yeah. <laughs> he's not God, Yoko. And it's only, and it's only, <laughs> it's only used for combat. Mm-hmm. Not even combat. Just like God always intended. Not not, not only does he only use it for combat, he uses it in one very specific kind of combat, which is making a drill and sticking it through things. Like, one thrust attack is pretty much the only thing he uses that power for. Is it the one thrust man? He, he, yes. Okay. One, I thought it was you. Wasn't that what they called you in high school? No. So Simone hands the power of the drill to Gimme. Yeah. And... Rossiu, the power over this new world. This new united world of of, of spiral, spiral peoples. peoples. Yes. yes. This collection. He's uh, passing the torch. Yoko throws Nia's ring to Simone, who dons Kamina's cape, and takes off in a glowing scene. The end! Final credits. That's what I thought. Yeah, da, 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 eh. da, da, da. Oh, hey! But we've got an after credit scene. Hey, it's the Avengers all over again. The credits roll, we get one final scene with starts with Leron and Who has well, not aged. It's been twenty years and he still hasn't aged. He age. moisturizes. Leron is at the Galactic Spiral Peace Conference, and as we pan outward, uh, we see the really advanced civilization, and Rossiu has grown into an old man, and he has a different voice actor, the same voice actor as I mean, Father that, Magi, it is. Yeah, it is. Uh, yes, oh it is. It you, is. You can you can tell. Yeah. Maybe that was literally his father, since he grew up like him. Mm-hmm. I don't like that they chose new voice actors for him and for Simone, Simone but then didn't do Leron? Like, it's just weird to me. It was weird. Because well, Leron was already an adult, and apparently he yeah, never Leron, ages. Yeah, Leron was already an adult. And it's hard to say what Leron is. Like, he maybe he is, like, figuring out a youth formula or something. He probably is on DL. He's like, I, I can totally see that. He's like, I want to be beautiful forever. So, what was that? A British accent? <laughs> I don't know what that was. I don't, I don't care. All right, so he doesn't do accents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He Mike, does just Mike not well. McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. As as old Rossio, we cut to an island where a soldier on a hologram, who we found, I found out this last moment when we watched this today, is what's his face? I can't remember his name. Nakim. Nakim, who was the, kid. the young kid from when she was a teacher yep. before. Yep. Uh, tree and kid addresses Yoko as Yomako. She's back to teaching again. And he's he has been selected as a grapple pilot to help stop the spiral nemesis. Yes. Which I have so many questions on that. I'm not even going to go. Yeah, that. you just said it, and that just made me ask a bajillion in my head, but I'm going to just yep. completely can, ignore we, the fact that can, you said that, because yep. I don't even want to go there. Yep. And she's back to teaching again. And as you noted, 
Still perky. Yeah. 20 years although, later. Although her face looks a little more aged. Yeah, they got some, like, yeah. lines around she, she's her. She's in her uh, 50s, uh, but uh, apparently the girls are still working for a very her. Very square, like, chin line, too, which yeah. is interesting choice, it, visually. It'll be a sag, maybe. Oh, I didn't even mention back earlier when Simone was doing his big, like, stuff near the end, like, how terrible he was drawn. I forgot even to mention that. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, well, let's not. I mean, the overline pencil lines did... I don't he looks know emaciated. It's, it's weird. It's a crazy, bad art choice. <sighs> give bad me art a, choice. Yeah, give me a Dari have grown up. They're they're going to ready to They're pretty pilot. handsome. Well, they're going to pilot Gurren Lagann, it yeah. looks like. That's well, cool. they're going to pilot... A Gurren Lagann. I took it because the kid says, those are Gurren Lagons. I think that's the new generation of Grapparel. You think so? There's a mass-produced Gurren Lagann. See, I don't because he, you know, let me explain why I don't think so. I think that he gives Gimme give give the, the, the core drill. So, like, that's the actual Gurren Lagann. Now, I thought the kid was just being stupid. Like, because oh, <laughs> like, like, you, know you know what I mean? Like, yeah. stories are told and it's like, it's the story of. Or Gurren, it's a bad dub it's, translation. Well, it's the story of Gurren Lagann, yeah. right? And that's the story that's passed down generation and generation, or right. like you know throughout the years. So what they so see, the they little kids it's like, like it's like they're not facial tissues; they're Kleenexes. I was gonna say, so it's like when somebody calls it a Xerox machine instead of a copy machine. <laughs> yes, fair enough. That's what I thought, but you could be right. Yeah. You very well could be right. I, I thought that maybe they do. Maybe they do have the original, but I thought the I thought that current generation of Grapperls were it's very well were Gurren Lagans. I I think. It's partly that, but yeah, the Gimme and Dari have the original Gurumog on, and they're yeah, piloting that's, that. That's that's my takeaway. Fair enough. Speaking of pilots, Viral has become a space captain. <laughs> Dude, I'm sorry. Every time seeing him Gotta as a something. space captain in the Cathedral Terra, I'm thinking Harlock. Harlock, but with Kamina's flair. Yeah. Like, he takes, he sounds like Kamina, mm. which is cool. I like that. Yeah, because Harlock is cool, but he's he's the... He's reserved. He, he He's always been the, don't look at me, but pay attention to me type yeah. of character. Uh, we see Kamina's grave for a moment, uh, which is adorned with, uh, I think, more stuff. More stuff. And then we also see Nia's grave. Right next to it. Right next is, to it. Well, that's sweet. I like that, too. That's a little, oh. But really, that's like more of a memorial instead of a grave, because yeah. she doesn't have a body. Well, fair. Uh, cut to a kid using a handheld drill to get a nut. I don't know what's going on there. Coconut. Coconut, yeah. You're trying to drill into a and coconut. did you notice the, the design of the houses look kind of South American? Yeah, I mean, I think it's supposed to denote that... It's a different place. It's well, like, he's traveling. It's, I mean, yeah, it's a tropical area. Yeah, he's... I mean, Simone's been traveling. Yep. Coconuts. Simone does show up, Fair giving enough. advice on how to drill. Yep. You know, like, hey, if you're going to drill, kid, drill this way. No, no, if you drilling. come with me he's to like, this brothel, I'll show you another start, kind of drilling. <laughs> same thing. Start slow, kind of get your way in. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Gurren Lagan. Get a feel for it. <laughs> as we mentioned before, Gurren Lagan mechs fly out. The kid goes crazy. Saying he wants to be one, Simone says, "Yeah, kid, sure you will, because the skies are stars." What? No. The lights in the sky what? are stars. Yeah, what okay, whatever. But still, it's like, what? Reach for the stars. I yeah, guess. it's just it's it's worded weird. Andy, 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 take a breath. I am because guess what? The end for real. <laughs> Bill, yay! It's over. Oh, I'm out of <sighs> celebration juice. All right. Quick thoughts on this episode. And this will carry into our overall discussion later in this episode. But I just want to say in general, the episodes leading up to this were so good. And maybe maybe it's just because I was so used to being let down by the first arc mm-hmm. in so many ways that 75-80% of the second arc 
was really, really good. And then you get to this last episode, and it's over the top. And I would be okay with the over the top if all of those over the top things were actually kind of cool. Some of it played out in my mind as very hokey. You know, the the throwing the, the things like ninja stars did not, on paper, probably sounded pretty cool. In practice, looked really dumb. Jokes aside, you're entirely right. It, mm-hmm. it was kind of dumb. That said, there are other moments that do look really good visually. But this, ep- this episode was such a letdown in so many ways. Now, the aftermath, after the battle, was good. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed how everything was closed up. Even for how, like, oh, she managed to make it to the wedding. I'm okay with that. It was a sweet scene. How they all kind of go off and do their own thing, built civilization, passing the torch to the next generation. I like that kind of stuff. Thematically, those types of stories are are of an interest to me. If you cut out the combat in this episode, which is disappointing to me, it wasn't bad. But that combat kind of took me out of a lot of the episode, personally. Especially with, I was built up in my head that this was going to be really cool. And to me... The combat was not. That's just me personally. Other people might disagree, and that's totally okay. Okay. Bill. I think this episode was really inconsistent. It was a lot of hokey or boring or there were moments. I liked the forming of the drill bit from one big mech down to a smaller, to a smaller, to a smaller, to the final attack. You know, it's coming full circle. It's creating that visual representation of a drill. It's... In context of Nia dissolving after the, the wedding, you know, it was kind of an emotional moment. There there were high points, and they were, the high points were high points. Really mm-hmm. high points. They're good, but they were inconsistent. Yeah. Um, I would agree. I think that's probably the best I can say about it. And that, and that really is sort of my critique of the entire series. Which we'll get into it, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, but I think this was a microcosm of that, whereas there are good points, but those good points are not always close together. And they don't steadily build to something so much as it's just sort of like, hey, da 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 da, I'm bored, I'm bored, I'm bored, this is dumb. Hey, that was really neat. I would agree. Fair enough. Josh, what are your thoughts on the final episode? The final battle is crazy, bonkers, off the wall, power creep to its maximum insanity. That's a lot of descriptors for something that was just like, okay, brain check out. Pretty colors, interesting visuals, really cool metaphors. Okay, check back in for the emotion at the end. That's kind of how I feel about the episode. I, I don't mind the battle. I think there are much better battles. But if you look at it from the context of what it's built up to, it's like, yeah, okay, that's... If you're going to go all out, might as well throw freaking galaxies like shurikens. Why the fuck not? <laughs> and on paper, that makes sense. Right. In practice, it, to me, didn't, didn't live up to it. The final close of the, of the episode, though, the, the wedding, and, and Nia's, uh, goodbye, and the, the bittersweet nature of it, and even, uh, Simone, his hero's journey has finally come to an end. Most of the time, hero journeys do kind of have a bittersweet end. If they don't sacrifice themselves for the, for, for, you know, in the end, something happens, something bad happens, they don't fully win. Right. But everyone else wins in the end. And that's kind of what Simon did here. He, yeah. he does the, you know, the nomadic wanderer for the rest of God knows what. Mm-hmm. And Buta's still with him after 20 years. Don't even want to go into that. Um, Let's not. 
I all in all though, it's not a bad episode. And it does at least give you closure for the series with those final moments, with the uh, close and then the post-credits. Gives you a good bow at the end saying, there it is. We're done. Yeah. Nothing more to say. That is it. Still um, one of my favorite shows. So that's episode 27 of Gurren Lagann. The stars are in your eyes or something. What was it? It was... Uh, <laughs> the lights in the sky was, uh, are stars. Thank you. So, we're wrapping up here. Let's talk about our final thoughts on Grin Lagan before we do our big reveal for Season 4, which I'm excited because we've now made it through each of us that had an anime. Mm-hmm. We'll start at the beginning again. It's going to be a lot of fun. We should have a rap party. Like, yo, yo, yo? No. Like an actual, like, we have our friends over and it's just gonna get full of drinking and coke no, no. and uh and celebrate the fact that we we've uh completed the season not that coke. not that either lots of coke sorry it was really cheap heavy i have a problem <laughs> that, you have a lot of problems i mean i have a coke problem but not that kind <laughs> yeah. so i think we're gonna start with josh okay um because you chose this we've mm-hmm. talked we've talked in, in, in nauseam about mm-hmm. Um, you know, your love for the show. We even have gotten in, uh, into an episode where you talked about the specific reasons why you love the show mm-hmm. so much. So we don't necessarily have to rehash that completely, but just in general. Yeah, that was a bummer. <laughs> it was a little sad. But Bring it, it but, down. But it's realistic. It's, <laughs> yeah. I like the realism. I guess generally my question to you is, now that you've had an opportunity to go back and not only just watch it again from beginning to end mm-hmm. um, in a you know fairly compact amount of time, although it felt like 700 years. All the years. All the years. But also now having a chance to talk about it right. in depth. Has your opinion changed at all in a positive or negative way? Do you feel basically the same? What are your overall thoughts on Grunlaga? I think there is a little bit of a change. Um, being a little bit more scrutinizing towards the writing and the animation has at least let me acknowledge that there are flaws to this series. And there are, there are definitely a lot. From time to time, the animation can be... Um, poor. Can be bad. Um, sometimes the writing wasn't always on target. But at the end of the day, it's still one of my favorite animes. The general feelings I get from it, the overall fe- theme of it, growing, becoming better than what you were the moment before, and the moment before that, and just you keep building on this, the story of growth and change, which is, I think it was amazing, especially with your central character of uh, Simo. This character that, you know, he started it off as this meek, very timid, very quiet, loner person. And then at the very end of the series, he was this amazing, magnanimous, very charismatic character. was an amazing journey. Yeah, let's talk about Simon a little bit. Since we have now seen his full arc as a character. For me, Simon early on was very frustrating, and we've, we've chronicled that. Mm-hmm. The frustrations of Dead-Eyed Simon and how that seemed to drag on for a very long time. It's only three episodes. I know, but, but, I know, yeah. but it feels like it was forever. And I well, think maybe, even confused turd Simon in the beginning is... Yeah, annoying. not the greatest character. Not at all. I mean, I think if we go back and you, you think about what our, some of our first discussions of Gurren Lagann, I think our biggest problem that we might have had with the, se- the series, and I'm saying my, our biggest problem is in Bill and I, were the lack of characters that we could really grok. Now, there were some that, as especially as the series went on, 
Yeah, they even got more and more developed and better. Yes. Liron being one of those. Liron, absolutely. Yoko. Yoko being another one, right? Mm-hmm. Ones that at the beginning, they seemed like uh, it was going to be a, a, a tough sell for these characters. It, it was just, stereotype and cheesecake. Absolutely. And uh-huh. I, was wor- I was worried, and I'm sure that you were as well, Bill, that that's all they were going to be. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's not what we got. We got actual decent character development, good character development of those two characters. Absolutely, we did. But Simon, Simon was tough uh, for the first half, that first arc. It really wasn't until the second arc when he grew up and we saw more of his relationship with Mia. We saw, you know, how he would fight for her. We saw his sort of cathartic moment near the end with Kamina. Those are the moments that really bring Simon as a main character full circle. Would you say it was a look, not not necessarily at the start of the second arc, but that moment when he finally emerged out of Gurlagon facing Guam, and he finally makes that statement, Kamina is gone. I'm here, and I'm going to mm. you know, be that person. When he makes that declarative statement, yeah. do you feel that's when saw that change in Simon that you were wanting to see? I think so. I think it was okay. a, a good starting point. And okay. I think that tone-wise, and I think storytelling-wise, when we got away from the really goofy stuff from the first arc and got into the very serious stuff from the second arc, that's when I really, really started to like his character and started to appreciate his character. Personally, mm-hmm. I don't know. What are, what are your thoughts overall on kind of that arc? Of he certainly smoke? changed, so I'm glad we had the arc. Yeah, he's not my favorite character. He's not gonna ever be. No, mine either. He is mine. He went from confused turd to emo kid to Kamina Light. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, at no point in the story was I ever like, yeah, I am behind you 100. Mm-hmm. percent What I got out of this was side characters I liked more. Yeah. Keaton grew on me. Liron and Goku, like we said. Um, even Gimme and Dari kind of grew on me a little bit. Mm-hmm. But he changed, so I mean, that's something. That is something. That is something. Absolutely. I can understand, you know, you not latching on to Simon. I think he's an acquired taste. I think a person with a similar disposition as Simone, like myself, could latch onto him and see that growth and, and appreciate it more. And that's one of the be- beautiful things about a multi-character series like this. You don't have to latch on to your to the main character and say, "Yes, I love this main character a hundred percent, and I will enjoy every second of them." No, I mean, well, as you said before, I usually don't latch on to main characters. Trigun is one of the few examples where I do. Absolutely, right. it's one of the things you brought up the idea of a multi-character cast and. I think that's where Gurren Lagann both excels and falters. Mm-hmm. I think that when you look at the immediate cast of supporting characters, you have really great character growth, development, and just fun characters. You know, we, we talked uh, really in a lot of detail at the very beginning about the stereotyping of Liron, but mm-hmm. he grew into a really fascinating character, especially when we got tiny little bits of his backstory. He's a character I wish we would have got more of. Absolutely. In all honesty. I said it early on that I wish it was a Liron Yoko show, and I still do. Yeah, no, I, I would I would totally uh, agree with that. And while I think that, you, you know, Yoko and Liron, and like you even said, like someone like Kitan, and for me, Rossiu, who even yeah. though he turns against Simone, like you still understand why he does it. Even, really even Viril, who's just sort of... Oh, Viril's great. ...nasty and, and he's Viral. that anti-hero yeah. Vegeta type. Absolutely. Yeah. There are definitely a lot of characters you can enjoy. Right. But I see where you're going with yep, the other side. Yep, Go ahead. Yep. Go so, ahead. So on the other side, then, the show does a very bad job of really making us care about these other there's, lesser characters. There's too many. 
There, there are too many. Iraq, uh, Jorgen and Balambo. Yeah, I mean. Uh, Machen, even. Machen and Leita, even though they got a little yeah. bit more. And, and Leita could have been a character I really, really got behind. Mm-hmm. I mean, this gruff engineer, you know, smoking tough as nails mm-hmm. chick. Mm-hmm. I, I, she totally could have been a character right. I really, really got behind. I think maybe there's one, one person that you guys haven't uh, talked about, and I kind of want your opinion. Did they develop him enough? Dayaka. Yes and uh, no. Yes and no. I feel like at the beginning, I feel like at the beginning he had a lot of potential. Yeah. He got buried because of all, again, all there's the too up- many characters. Yeah. Well, he also kind of got buried because he went from, hey, I'm this dude helping to, well, I'm a father and I'm just kind of a tertiary character. Yeah. He, um, he's kind of just there. Yeah. I mean, he's fine. I okay. don't have anything against him. I don't have anything. I, I like Dianca's, uh story in the latter half that, that he's a family man and that he, Wants to do the thing. The thing that the big thing that drives him is his family. Mm-hmm. With, I, with, I get with, that. Uh, Keon and and Anne. But it doesn't make for the most exciting of. I think maybe maybe I think yelling like I have the greatest life in the universe smashes maybe his defining character moment. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. It was funny. But that was a good line. I think I'm thinking maybe there's I'm taking away from it just because out of the three of us, I'm the most recent parent. I'm the one that just recently ab- obtained a family. And so maybe I kind of latched on to Dayaka a little bit more because I'm like, oh, okay, I get I get a little bit of that enthusiasm now, that big drive to protect that family that he created. So maybe yeah. that that's you know, I get just, that, yeah, I get that. Yeah. And I guess I guess one other thing for talking about characters that I want to touch upon is the role of the villains in this anime okay. because we talked. I mean, Bill and I did a whole bonus episode on our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/TuneInJapanese, where we ran down every single Trigun villain because Trigun. As an anime, being a brilliant anime and being as good as it is, mm-hmm. one of the things that it did very well villain was the of way. The week. Not even just the villain of the week, because it did that well, mm-hmm. but like developing villains yep. that had that meant something. Okay. So, I have thoughts. I have thoughts too. But I, I think I want to start with Bill's thoughts on this this time around. Kind of see what you think about the villains in this anime. I'm going to go back to our old trope of referencing pro wrestling. Trigun was a face-led promotion. Vash was the biggest bad. He was the biggest, toughest, strongest there was. Yeah. And he was being... Either he was being chased, you know, people are wanting his title, they're wanting him, or he's stumbling upon wrongs that he can step in and right because he's Vash and he's the baddest there is. Mm-hmm. So naturally from there, your villains become that much more interesting. Because Vash really kind of is a white meat baby face. Yeah. I no, mean, he has more, a little more to him, but... He's late 80s, early 90s WWE, which was run by Hulk Hogan. That was that. Right. That, he, that was he, how he, that company was surrounded by. Exactly. It's not totally, it's not like the later years where, you know, we get the 2000s and the late uh, 90s where you have a company, WWE, that's run by a heel like Triple H, essentially, that, that drives every story. Which is what Gurren Logan was more. Yeah. That we have a heel in... Lord Genome, who is the Spiral King. He is the biggest bad, and he's taken everybody out. He's and the game. <sighs> so he becomes a little bit more of the bland. Also, he's kind of Bobby the Brain, because he has his... He's the monster factory. He's the one sending out mm-hmm. heel the, after heel he's after... He's got the stable. Yeah, heel after heel after heel. Mm-hmm. In this case, we're following our faces, who are the plucky upstarts who don't have a chance. Yeah. And watching them triumph and triumph and triumph. So I think maybe that's why... We had better villains than Trigun. If it wasn't as well 
conceived, well acted, well written. Yeah. Vash could have been a super lame main character. Oh, absolutely could have. But his villains had to be interesting. Hmm, that's true. That's a good point. No, I, I, I like that. Josh, what are your thoughts on, on the villains? And... They're forgettable. Uh, outside of Lord Genome and the Anti-Spiral, the generals were almost completely forgettable throwaway characters, with the exception of maybe Guam, who probably had the most... Personality? Exactly. It, yes. Uh, agreed. You had... Big and virile, obviously. Yeah, yeah. You had first your first your first view was Tim Elf, who was I'm big bad, and two episodes later I'm gone. Then you had Adina, which is I'm the sexy sexy seductress, and uh, then she's gone. Then you've got uh, Cetomandra, who's just I'm a cocky, arrogant cock man, and then he's gone. Yeah, I don't think he even got a whole episode, did he? I don't think so. And then, but then, but then you have Guam, who's like. I'm the oldest one, I've got the plan, I know exactly everything to do, and I know know the boss better than all of you, but he still goes out, but at least he was still interesting because of the fact that he was astute, he had plans, he, he connived exactly. against Team Daguri. Exactly. Like I said, he was the one that had the personality to him, but, mm-hmm. but none of them lasted very long. Exactly. They were stepping stones. And, uh, see, I, I kind of disagree with a little bit of what you were saying, though, because... Okay. You know, you said outside of the Spiral King and the and the, the anti-spiral, the, the spirals. but I, I don't think either of them are good villains. I don't think they were interesting villains. I mean, okay, I'm, that that might be a better distinction. That is because, especially the anti-spiral. Yeah, yeah especially he was simply there were giant two... giant placeholder at the end of the anime for us mm-hmm. to uh, fight. I think the the problem with the anti-spirals was it was too nebula, nebulous of a concept to really anchor down into a one single quantifiable representation. Right. And they did it anyway, and they wound up with literally a blank space that could was be... not menacing. It yeah. was it was an interesting attempt, but yeah, as I said, not menacing. It was just more of a... He was a, a monologuing bad guy. Right. And that didn't Genome work. at least had a little bit of reasoning behind what he was doing, mm-hmm. a little bit of complexity in what he cared about. Right. Still not... World's most interesting villain, but he had a little more there than the He was kind of boring, but at the same time, he was kind of bored. Like, that was part of his characterization. That, absolutely. He was bored, so that might have been almost intentional. We've said that, just like we said that the anti-spirals are ugly intentionally, or you've said that. Mm-hmm. I think maybe you give too much credit with that. I mean, maybe. Maybe you're right. Maybe that's what they're going for, but... I think it's possible, too, that you might just be reading a lot into poor writing, poor design. Well, I mean, that's my right as a fan, though. Well, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying it might be. Mm-hmm. No, fair enough. Just invoke my right as a fan to take and interpret the art however I want to. I have probably the most important question. Like, like an E-cup, probably? Uh, whoa. What? Um, <laughs> huh. I, I do believe he was Zangief's uh, uh, younger brother. <sighs> no. So now we've watched three animes. Like, mostly like pork, but like not as good. So we've... Just because Wait, he's a what? bad... <laughs> what is, just because what he's a bad... Like? Oh, okay. No, you're on, the, you're on to it. So actually, that, that's a good segue. Okay. No, we have three animes now that we reviewed where each anime has a lovable uh, animal character. So my question, to go around the table here, uh, the virtual table doesn't exist in this room, is... Imaginary, I guess is the better word. Of the three, Menchi, Kiro Nekosama, or Buta, who's the best animal sidekick? Not even a contest, Menchi. 
Okay. Kuro Nekosama. I, I gotta go Menchi as well. Menchi's great. Kuro Nekosama is just like a... He's really just sort of an inside joke. Hey, I yeah. have a black hat in every episode. That's what I enjoyed about him. But he has no personality. Menchi gets episodes. He does things that... Menchi had moments that had me laugh out loud. Which is good. Menchi had moments that had my wife laughing out loud. <laughs> Walking through, seeing Menchi's thinking about getting eaten at the end of the episode. <laughs> I, I just I guess I just admit uh, that Kuroneko Sama affected me early on, and I have never let go of that lovable black cat with the big green. Fair eyes. enough. No, that's fair enough. I mean, he's really just wears Waldo. Well, <laughs> um, so I guess overall, looking at characters, the world, the story, everything, is this an anime that now that we've had a chance to really dig into it, that if we were to give a recommendation. To other people, you know, like, hey, you should you should watch this anime. Is this one that you would wholeheartedly recommend, or tell them that they should pass? How about you field that answer first? You gave villain. I no, that's true. No, you're right. You you answer you answer that. You're right. So it it is a tough question. That's why I like to pose it. I, I think that overall, as an anime, it doesn't do enough to warrant watching over other anime in the same genre or even other anime other comedy animes and let me explain just real quick you have for me personally the first half is an absolute slog okay there are bright moments Mm -hmm. but it is really really tough now my mood changed immensely when we got to the second arc yes Uh, i there were if i were to build a top five which we're not doing this time which i don't know if we had mentioned before but we're going to skip the top five this time and if you really want us to do a top five, let us know, and we'll do a bonus episode where we record our top five. Is is it enough to have a really good and interesting second arc? I would say that if the last episode wasn't as excruciating and mind-boggling as it was, I might be almost inclined to say, watch the second arc. Or, as Josh has suggested before, these uh, th- this anime has been also put together in two movies. Right. Watch maybe the condensed version. That may actually be my answer to this, is... Watch the condensed version. I haven't seen it. We haven't seen it, so we don't know. I, I, but I'm going to guess that if they can cut a lot of the shit out that really frustrated me from this show, maybe that is. But I would say overall, this anime is a pass. I think I said that before, that, yeah, this would be a better movie than it would be a show. Or better set of movies. Mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe the condensed ones would be better. I think my recommendation really depends on who I'm talking to. If I'm dealing with somebody who's even slightly an otaku, I think I would tell them probably watch it. Mm-hmm. Okay. If I'm dealing with somebody who is not familiar with anime, doesn't dig anime, even neutral about anime, I would probably tell them, give that one a pass. Yeah. Not like Trigun, right? It would be like, absolutely, watch Trigun. You know, there are other animes that have wide Western appeal. I don't think this has that appeal. But if you're already into it, it's probably something worth watching for you. Okay. Honestly, this might be weird. I'm going to be on the same uh, side as Bill. I would huh. say I would say if you're a dyed-in-the-wool, hardcore otaku, definitely give this show uh, a whirl. Give it a spin. Eh? <laughs> eh? Not, not quite. Uh, okay. All dad jokes aside, I don't think it's good as an introductory anime to the new viewer. 
If you're somebody like Bill, I don't think you'd uh, derive much enjoyment from it. So that's definitely out. I would say if you are a fan of the medium of, of anime, and even a fan of mecha anime, definitely give this one a go. That's one of the appeals to me. Uh, I'm a fan of mecha. I love a good mecha. And Gurlagon was right up my alley. Mm-hmm. It just so happened that it have, had a story that, A, spoke to me in a way that I hadn't had anything speak to me in a long time. It, and it did come to me in a, in a very less than stellar place in my life. And I think it helped me through some of my own turmoils. And that may be one of the things that colors my opinion of it. But I feel that if you are an anime fan, you're going to love the show. If you're not an anime fan, if you're if you're listening to us to get an idea to watch an anime, don't jump into this one yet. Go back to Trigun. Yeah. yeah, go back. No, go, no, no, go yeah, back to Trigun. Trigun's a, a, a great example. I, I don't think uh, Excel Saga is a good no, show. No, for, no, for, for, no. For do, not, a, do not start with Excel Saga. Saga. No. I mean, after if you get a few years under you, you you got good taste for anime. And I mean, not good taste, but I mean just a good taste for anime. Then go ahead and check it out. I can't say you're going to like it. Now, I thought when I selected this series, I knew Bill was not going to like this show. That the vast majority of it, he was not going to like it. I thought Andy might like the show. I was woefully uh, uh, surprised when he came back after the first four episodes. Like, I I have no idea what to say about this show. Yeah, I, I, oh. you were Those first four episodes, you were just like, were what bad. is... What is going on? I have no idea. And I was like, I was mortified. I was like, oh God, my yeah. friends are going to hate one of my well favorite, if not favorite, most favorite animes ever. I thought I had made a huge mistake. I was really happy, you know, obviously doing the show, you had to stick it out. Yeah, no, definitely. And I'm glad I did stick it out ultimately as, right. a, as an anime fan. Stop it, Bill. <laughs> oh, yeah, big uh, phrasing. Stop that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, delayed reaction. Ultimately, I'm glad that I continued watching the anime uh, as an anime fan because even though for me, you mentioned how much you love mecha anime, I don't love mecha anime. I think right. I've, I think I've come to realize that because I, I don't dig this. I've I was I mean I watched Gundam Wing, but I was never huge into it. Yeah, I enjoyed and Gundam you Wing. never like followed up on any of the other. Gundam yeah, series and like I, I I never liked Big O or any of those other I ones. Don't like Big o. You know, like. Uh, Outlaw Star doesn't it didn't have elements of mecha in it or no? No, no. Okay, it's because that's giant space battle. Okay, that yeah, space I, that, ships, I, was, I was conflating. But, um, but I've never know, been a big you know, fan. You know, of... we know we will be reaching that at one point. I know. So, like when you watch Power Rangers, you were more into the martial arts and the absolutely in the, the high school. One hundred percent, yes. And see, I was just like mecha robots, big fucking robots. Yeah. Shut up, children. I mean, with the exception, robots. With the exception of Transformers for me, like, like there's not a lot Transformers of... Transformers almost doesn't even count as Mecha. I mean, because, I mean, I, I, I get it, but A, it's Western. Yeah. Even though it's anime stylish, it's it's well, Western. Well, so, so for me, when I was sat down to watch it, I was, I mean, I was already at a, a negative because uh, I'm not a big fan of Mecha. Mm-hmm. It's not really my jam. I will say that, overall, I am glad that you made me watch it watch the show though because of the fact that that second arc was really good okay it, it was i mean ultimately aside from the last episode which we just talked about how much it kind of blew my mind up uh, how stupid it was there were some really cool moments in this era, so so bill it had moments okay i yeah. mean I, I i don't think you were you know i was never going to expect you to come back and say i love this show josh thank you 
So, but, but I mean, th- but you did have some takeaways that you did enjoy. It, I, it had moments. Okay. Better uh, or worse than Excel? That is a hard <laughs> so question. So we're all agreeing Trigun's the best thing we've watched. Well, yeah. Um, of the three, absolutely. Trigun is better than, than the other two, in my opinion. I think it's hard to say because Excel is more coherent. Or, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Gurn Logon is more coherent. I was going to say, what planet are we on? Um, I think Excel Saga might have been more fun. Just because we spent so much of every episode going, what the fuck is happening? Why? Yeah, and then right. Rocket Pants. Why not? <laughs> um, like, I think our first season was more quotable for that reason. Oh, God. Yes. Right, yeah. It's almost hard to say. I mean, Gurren Logon is a better better prepared story. It's more coherent. It's more... Probably have to go with Gurren Logon. Okay, uh, okay. It made me... It made me feel things occasionally other than just laughing. Well, you, you weren't you weren't convinced by the the love story of Excel and Lord of Palazzo. No, it was confusion, laugh, confusion, laugh, a little bit of anger, more confusion. Yeah, I mean that was no, that my tears sense. are streaming like waterfalls. Yeah, oh, I think maybe if it wasn't for the Yoko episode, yes, the Yoko episode in particular, I think maybe that tips it. All that right. even has that thing I love in media, where you got the retired badass trying to live a life, and somebody comes along, tries to take advantage of the weak people, mm-hmm. and realizes that they completely fucked up. You know, it's like when somebody tries to mug the Punisher. I just love watching the bad guys fuck up. When they, hey, here's somebody vulnerable, and we're going to take advantage of them, and oh, shit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that's, that guy. And suddenly that hero mm-hmm. comes walking out and just wrecks shop. Watchmen. Where those muggers roll up on Night Owl and Silk Spectre. Right. Oh, right. Such a yes. good scene. It's one of my favorites. Great scene. Or really a lot of the Rorschach stuff even. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you get if you can get past the whole ultra right wing I don't know that he's even ultra right wing. Yes, he is. He he hates he, No, he's he, had a fucked up childhood. Because he keeps talking about how liberal trash there is. He keeps uh, talking about like his thoughts on Ozymandias being gay and how he's gotta monitor him for that. Yeah, no, I mean, there's, I mean, absolutely, he's, I mean, he's, he's, he's he, right. He writes, he's he more, sends all of his stuff to a extremely right-wing newspaper. He was a super Reaganite, was the idea. I mean, absolutely he was, but I think the complexity, because <laughs> this is Washington but yeah, but, now, yeah, but, but, but yes, like, yes, his fucked up childhood. The, the childhood is really, I mean, when I, right. when I teach Watchmen, I always find it really fascinating that, like, pretty much everyone's favorite character is Rorschach. And I, I don't, see, I I'll put a pin in that one. I I don't feel like Rorschach is a concern. Like, even when he says that about Ozymandias, and he goes, possible homosexual, should monitor. I don't take that as, like, necessarily gays are bad, so I need to be able to take him out. It's more of a case of, like, I'm paranoid, and I need all the information about everybody ever. I read that that way, uh, especially, like, because, you know, he writes everything down in his journal. Yeah. Um, but it, I, I do all see Josh's side. I think that about does it, though, right? Is, any closing comments? Anything else we have we, we haven't talked about or discussed with Gurren Lagann before we do I'm, our big reveal? I'm just I'm just glad uh, you guys uh, finally got to share something that it really is. It does mean a lot to me, and at least you guys see maybe why it meant something to me. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. I mean, it is an anime that I know I always knew you had a connection to. I never really found the time to watch, so this was a good time as time as any to experience it and understand why you had that connection to it so sure i wish there was more we were on in the second half 
No, I agree. Fair enough. Like, I, I could have... Yeah. I don't have a lot of great... I didn't come up with closing arguments, but... That's okay. You know, that's side characters, even like in Star Trek Next Generation, the engineering crew. Mm-hmm. Jordy. Data, oh, Jordy. Those are always... O'Brien. O'Brien. Scotty in the original. They're always, like, some of my favorite characters, yeah. and I wish I could have done more Leron and Leda. And... Yeah, I agree. I, I could have dug that more. Fair mm-hmm. enough. Fair enough. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, so that's Gurren Lagan. Uh, we're finally done. Yeah. Let's talk about season four. Okay. So we have now made it full circle. We are going to start next week with the first episode of season four. Oh, wow. No. No, no we are just, we are just, just jumping in. We wow. are officially circle jerks. We are jumping in balls deep into this and uh, <laughs> it's back to me. And I want to talk a little bit before I reveal about why I made the choice that I did just briefly because we're going to go into that more when we get to the episode. But looking at our choices, it was interesting to go back and think about going starting with Excel Saga a completely out there bonkers making fun of every anime thing possible as the start to to, to this <laughs> right. podcast. It's a very very bizarre first choice when I, when I really think about it. It's fitting. It is. We go from there to probably one of the best animes ever made. Really a cool mix of it takes the humor that we got from Excel, like it is a humor humorous anime. Yep. But it also dips into the this very serious. Mm-hmm. It has a very good blend of both. Then we go into Gurren Lagann, which I think in a lot of ways attempts to be very serious at some points, but also has humor. And so like we get a similar feel. So I thought as I was sitting down trying to pick, and I had several choices I could have picked, obviously, the single season stuff that's out there streaming for our fourth season. I wanted to pick something a little more serious because I felt, again, my first choice was so bonkers and out there. You know, I could have picked something like Captain Frog, which is amazing. Um, oh god! And, and hilarious, and I want to review and it some. Bill will, would would probably hate you. I don't know for about three weeks. Uh, he could. He would. I think. I don't know. Frog's he would great. be drinking a lot harder for uh, for Sergeant Frog. Uh, Sergeant Frog, thank you. It's not Captain Frog. Get your titles right, Andrew. Ow! Hey, you gain wisdom. Thank you. No, but I want to go with something more serious. Okay. Um, and I will tell you, there was a small part of me that was like, I just want to throw a real curveball and do like some weird slice of life thing. Um, but I didn't. I did not. Yay. Um, I did, however, <laughs> pick an anime that is very near and dear to me, and we'll talk more about why later on. But for season four, next week, we are going to start with our first episode review of Wolf's Ring. Okay. Cool. Wolf's Reign, for me, is one of my favorite anime, and we'll talk about why in more detail next week. So I think it's about time we take it out of here. I, uh, I mean, I guess. Not that, no, <laughs> keep that your pants. It'll, it'll take a minute. <laughs> fucking Lord Josh, get us out of here, please. Thank you. Once again, you've been listening to Tuning Japanese, a podcast where three dudes tear holes through time, space, and talk about anime. When it comes to spacey interruptions, ah, I'm your man. I only got a little of on that one. I'm Josh. Thank you. And I don't care about time, space, or multi-dimensional whatevers. My name is Andy. And I'm drunk on spiral power. Is that what they call that? Yes. I thought that was absinthe. It's so green. And Bill. No, <laughs> spiral power is absinthe fixed with Mountain Dew. <laughs> Nice. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye. I actually invented that great. Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. 
For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Tuning Japanese is part of the Questionable Endeavor Network. For more information on other podcasts and articles, check out questandnetwork.com. While you're there, check out other great shows like the Shadowbane Podcast, the Rundown Wrestling Podcast, Home Stars, Slasher Sanitarium, Raw Attitude Podcast, New Blood Rising, the Reanimator Podcast, the Taco Tuesday Podcast, Nerd Control, and our newest show, Hairless Pretenders. What's wrong, kid? I can't drill a hole in this thing. You're putting too much force into it. Try turning the drill more gently. Like this? Hey, it worked! You're awesome, mister! Of course it worked. Just who the hell do you... Ah, yummy! I guess I'm no one. You're right. I wonder if I'll ever go. Sure you will, because the lights in the skies are stars. Uh, hmm? Yeah, they're stars. Stars where our spiral cousins are waiting for us. <laughs> <laughs>